I'm Ece Özdemiroğlu. I'm Sabina Apet. And I'm Jill Duggan. And this is Join the Dots. I'm an environmental economist. Sabina is an environmental scientist. Jill is an expert in climate and energy policy. We've spent our careers giving advice about the environment, and we know choices are never straightforward. Here in each show, we explore the issues surrounding an everyday choice to help you decide what's best for your health, wallet, and our planet. Hello, and welcome to an update on COVID-19 and sustainable PPE. Our first released episode was on COVID-19 and sustainable PPE. We don't plan to revisit all our past episodes, but given the new virus variants, we wanted to check out the new advice about PPE. When we recorded our first episode in August 2020, we in the UK were still discussing whether to wear masks. Now most people wear masks in public to protect themselves and others from COVID-19. We said we would go for reusable cloth masks because when properly made, used and cleaned, they were just as effective as and avoided waste from disposable masks. What do we say now? For the most part, the advice we gave previously should still stand. However, it's necessary to be more precautionary. New variants seem less forgiving of shortcuts we have taken over time. Distancing and hand hygiene are essential, as is minimizing times in crowded or unventilated spaces. Double masking, multiple layers, filters, and N95 masks are all precautionary approaches, but mask quality and fit are more important than ever. If your mask leaks or causes discomfort and fiddling, you increase your risk. Let us tell you a little bit more about the precautionary principle and what we understand from the new evidence. In the original episode, we discussed the source pathway receptor concept for making decisions about PPE. A number of studies had reported that when properly made and used, reusable masks mostly made from two or more layers of tightly woven cloth, could be just as effective as surgical masks. However, with the emergence of a number of new variants of COVID-19, some of which are more transmissible, we have started to see examples and advice for new practices, including double masking and the personal use of N95 and similar masks. The new variants of COVID-19, here I'll focus on the UK variant, spread much more easily and may or may not be more virulent, meaning deadly and dangerous. We are not yet sure what makes this spread more easily, but it is possible, based on a lot of the literature, that it takes fewer virus particles to cause an infection. Thus, it may be that it's more easily transmitted in finer droplets or even in very fine aerosols, or that surface contamination could be more important, or both. In situations where we don't really know what is causing a risk, but hazards are high, we apply the precautionary principle. This thinking says that when there are threats of serious or irreversible damage, lack of full scientific certainty should not be used as a reason for postponing measures to prevent harm. 
As a result, all potential risk pathways should be addressed more aggressively, whether legally mandated or not. In the case of COVID-19, this means observing at least two meters distance, effective face coverings, ventilation, and hand hygiene, being more careful about exposure routes. So are the masks recommended before still sufficient? So it seems most sources suggest that the main issues pointed out before, multiple layers, tight weaves, good fit, and such, still stand. Many masks can hold filters. Vacuum bags and heavy-duty paper towels and coffee filters are among the commonly available materials suggested, though they have not all been thoroughly tested. The better cloth masks still seem sufficient, but the risk of a poor mask may be higher. Thus, to be precautionary, double masking is being increasingly recommended by some. If double masks or filters make breathing difficult, or if they are uncomfortable, they should not be used, as they will result in the user fiddling with it or taking it off, an increased risk. More people are now buying N95, KN95, or FFP2 masks. These are all similar, but to different standards, the U.S., Chinese, or EU specifications. In a clinical setting, these require a fit test, as they need to seal on your face to be effective. While they're now commercially available, fit should still be considered, although it's unlikely that you're going to get a professional fit test. Poor fits and leaks with these and many other masks particularly pose a risk when the wearer has facial hair. We did not find recommendations beyond shaving for the general public, but it seems like double masking might help defeat gaps if you have facial hair. Where medical professionals have facial hair for religious reasons, hood-type protection is recommended. They can't wear N95s effectively. Of course, this brings us to more single-use items, either a surgical mask with a cloth cover or more N95-type masks, which are also technically single-use. There are a number of studies, you can find them in the links we provide on our webpage, that suggest that these masks can be sterilized using UV light or dry heat, even using rice cookers or instant pots, and can be reused a few times before degrading. This would reduce waste, but they're still disposable masks. So what do you plan on doing, Sabina? I plan on sticking with my better cloth masks most of the time, but using an N95 in higher use situations. I plan on having a few so they can decontaminate before reuse. However, whether one washes, sets aside, or sterilizes masks, I would recommend more caution before mask reuse than we suggested before, until more is known. Read the links we have provided, but also stay on top of the changing science and news. Even if you feel that you are low risk from COVID-19, every case poses a risk of mutation and new variants. So the more careful we are, the more likely we are to be back to normal more quickly. Keep well and stay safe, everyone. Keep well and stay safe. And for more information, visit our website. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the rest of the team, Tara Uygur on podcast production and Neil McEwen on sound and music. 
If you enjoyed this, look out for our upcoming episodes and all other info on our website, jointhedotspodcast.com. <laughs>